Let's bring in our first guest. Luke Grohlman joins us. He's the founder. He's the president of FFTT LLC. Luke, good to have you back. Let's begin with the British pound in a free fall after some radical tax cuts announced on Friday. Yeah, thanks for having me back on, Ben. Uh, yeah, it's we wrote back on September 7th to our clients that the British pound, uh, the euro, and the yen are going to be the equivalent of the 1997 Thai baht and Indonesian rupee. Uh, in other words, they're going into currency crises. And the reason they're going into currency crises is because of what is happening with energy, uh, which is tied back to the Russian situation. And so basically, uh, these countries have either, in the case of England, gone deeper into a twin deficit position. They don't have a lot of FX reserves relative to the size of their economy. And so now they need, uh, they, 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 the price of energy has risen to a level that it's pushed their economy into a recession. Pushing that economy into a recession is starting to, uh, given the general level of indebtedness there and elsewhere around the world, uh, going to start touching off risks of debt defaults. Uh, basically, they need to find some way to finance these uh, rising deficits as a result of energy. They don't have a lot of FX reserves they can sell, relatively speaking, and so their options are pretty uh, unsavory. They can, you know, the, the happy outcome is, is they can find and deploy some miracle uh, energy solution, right? Roll out nuclear fusion between now and Christmas, something like that. So everybody gets free uh, energy and lives happily ever after, very unlikely. Option number two is they draft, they implement austerity to reduce the deficit. So they drastically have to cut their GDP, uh, reduce energy usage. Uh, that's a problem, again, because it will touch off debt defaults uh, and or Option number three is 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 print the money uh, and let the British pound take the blow take and that's what they started doing in recent weeks and, and expressed that they're going to do more of. Option number four is where I think they're ultimately going to go, which is they're going to pick up the phone, they're going to call Russia and say, "Sorry, we're going to reach detente with you. Can we buy energy in our mm. own currency?" And the mm. Russians will say yes, and that will fix the problem. That will stop the the pound from falling. But until they do that. It's 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 ugly. It sounds to me like, well, similar to what we're facing here in terms of the Fed, there's no kind of magic wand for the Bank of England to wave to remedy the situation. We're hearing about how they could possibly be forced to intervene, potentially see 175 basis points priced in right now by November as far as rate hikes. But I'm hearing about how uh, some of the big traders are talking about how, and this seems to have a snowball effect to your point here, uh, uninvestable in some ways. I mean, this has a snowball effect. Big traders aren't allowed to step in because the risk, the liquidity ultimately, and uh, they're just not able to to have this on their books as far as uh, some of the exposure that's out there. So it has been a little bit of a free fall, but a similar situation in terms of what the Bank of England is dealing with versus or compared to the Fed here, right? You've got uh, the, the central bankers kind of tapping the brakes with their left foot, but yet you've got lawmakers which are accelerating things to your point, and so is that energy crisis, but accelerating uh, some of the uh, uh, you know situation that's developing here as they've got their foot on the gas pedal. No, that's exactly right. And, and that is you know back in April when we highlighted that the Europeans were really the first to pioneer this policy, which we've called the Weimar Germany post-World War I economic playbook, which is you take away some of your energy, which you absolutely have to have mm -hmm. to drive GDP growth, mm -hmm. and you replace the resulting economic downturn with printed money, this is what you get, your currency collapses. Yeah. And so the Europeans, pioneered, really the Germans pioneered it in 1918, 1923. They, they, they took it all the way off the cliff. And, but the Europeans, you know, when, when we first wrote that, I think, the, I think the euro was closer to 120, right? It's at 96 now. So um, the, 
the, the, the, the British are following that. Uh, the Japanese have been following it for a while. But the, the difference, the key swing factor is that in Japan, for example, they were running current account deficit or current account surpluses until uh, until the energy uh, spike as a result of the Russian invasion of Ukraine and the resulting sanctions. So the the what the energy is really the swing factor that has kicked this thing into high gear, and there are no happy outcomes. I mean, it's hmm. you can either implement austerity, um, or or you can you know you can try to defend the currency by raising rates, which. Are, it's what the it's what the Americans have been doing as well, um, with greater success for the moment. Um, but there's 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 really because politically, domestically, your poli domestic political audience does not want to hear, hey, you know, you're going to need to turn the thermostats down to you know 52, and we're going to need to go into a great financial crisis like recession just to try to make it. Because at the end of the day. It's not. A, it, it's. It, it won't work. Um, that's another thing the Germans learned after World War One, which is that if you try austerity, you end up with far right, uh, with a, with 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 an extremist politician. Uh, not necessarily far right in that case, but an extremist politician. So, uh, because people don't like to freeze in the dark, they don't like to shrink. Austerity is not a good political platform, and so you get what we have, which is you know gas with the right foot and brake with the left foot, like you said. Luke, let's talk about the uh, ramifications, ultimately, implications this has on other markets. Uh, because, again, some of our viewers are like, okay, uh, I'm not trading the pound. I'm not traveling to the U.K. in the near future, ultimately. But when you're talking about weakness in the pound, similarly to the U.S., uh, to the euro currency, and maybe not to the same extent, the euro makes up a bigger uh, a part of that basket of currencies uh, that influences the U.S. dollar, that inverse correlation. But the pound is a factor to consider, ultimately, and the ripple effect from the strength in the U.S. dollar. I mean, I was talking about at the top of the show, we've got the Dow, uh, those big multinationals uh, uh, into new lows, taking out the June lows ahead of the other majors, the ES, the NASDAQ, and the Russell. So, again, this dollar sort of ripple effect, it has, has multiple rings associated with it. Absolutely. And that's unfortunately with what we're going to see, I think, between now until when the Fed pivots or pauses explicitly. Uh, I think we've seen the last rate hike, they'll be honest, uh, as we've been saying for a while. But yeah, you're going to see dollar up and you're going to see risk off globally. Uh, I saw a chart last week that the LQD, the high yield ETF, uh, broke below COVID lows and uh, COVID bottom lows. And uh, so high yield a lot of times leads stocks. And um, yes, it's not credit spreads. And so a lot of people are looking at credit spreads and going, all right, well, they're off the lows, but they're still pretty tame. But the LQD is below COVID lows. And the issue is that it's all duration. It's all the tenure. It's all, right? So nobody's looking at sovereigns yet as the source of, of risk, but they are. And that's the big change this time around, right? There's, the, there's always a little bit of a difference in the playbook. The difference in the playbook this time is the risk is at the sovereign. And so my point is that, look, if the LQD, if, if high yield is below, uh, some high yield uh, indices are already below COVID lows, that's probably where equities are going to. Hmm unless the Fed stops. Talk to us a little bit about uh, rates here in the U.S. Ultimately, a uh, big week last week in terms of the Fed sent the indices lower. Uh, we saw it to two year up and through 4%. I mean, the 10 year, the 30 year has been spiking as well. What are you watching there? And uh, what should our viewers be keeping an eye on as we begin the week, Luke? I think they should be watching as it relates to this, this, this currency crisis that is ex now rapidly accelerating. Uh, they should be watching the fact that the world owns $7.5 trillion in treasuries. And they are having currencies that are falling against the dollar. And so they're going to need to sell U.S. dollar assets to raise dollars to defend their currencies. And so 
that's going to be, I think, another uh, surprise, something that's been very different for developed market investors for the last 40 years, which is that I think you're going to continue to see developed market yields rise as we go through this crisis. Um, and emerging market investors will recognize this playbook instantly if stocks mm -hmm. down, yields up. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a currency crisis, a balance of payments problem. Uh, but developed market investors in the UK, in Europe, and in the United States, are, are uh, I think they're starting to starting to wake up to that, not just potential, but reality. But I think that is going to really surprise people. I think that will ultimately be what forces um, the Fed and others back to QE with with interest or with a CPI still relatively elevated. Uh, possibly uh, the dollar rallying itself, a bit of a currency crisis to be dealt with. So. Uh, a reflection of some of the others, that's for sure. Luke, appreciate you joining us, sharing part of your Monday with us here on the TD Ameritrade Network. Luke Grohlman, the president, the founder of FFTT LLC, helping us break it down and take a look at currencies, financial markets in general.